Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for skis, watch, and clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped, every relationship we've cultivated, belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together, this is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
Yo, what's good? What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? What is do? What is happening? What the guad? All that. That's the first review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sound Pass, a.k.a. Tuesday Night Live, a.k.a. the mayor popping his stuff. All right? It's Tuesday night, man. We back in the building, man. Don't let the coronavirus get you down, man. We here live and direct, man. Um, got a little energy, a little battery in the back situation right now. The weather's getting nice and all that, even though we had a little frosty freeze situation going on up here over the weekend and all that, but it's still all good. We're in the building. Um, you know, and we seem to be, you know, getting that little bit closer to um, getting some normalcy back a little bit. A little bit, man. Um, even though for me, um, it seems like it's a bit of a rush. You know, it's being forced a little bit, and we're going to get into that. Um, I want to get into some other stuff, too, man. That's what we're here to do, man. We're here to talk sports, man, have some fun with it, and make it do what it do. But also realize um, we're also here to kind of, like, put people on, because a lot of people really don't keep up with sports like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, I'm not going to try to talk over your head. No, I'm always, I'm always around. I'm on Twitter. You know what I mean? Facebook. We got the group on Facebook after the review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. And um, I'm on Twitter, man. And, and we can get it popping all the time. I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm around. Um, a lot of stuff is going down, man. You know, sports is talking about trying to return and trying to come back. And at the end of the day, remember, you know, if you don't remember anything else, I tell you, always understand that this is always about money. It's about revenue. It's about business. You know what I mean? We be out there, we go, we argue, and we debate, and um, we go back and forth about our favorite players, our favorite teams, you know what I mean? Whatever they do or whatever, but again, at the end of the day, it's all about revenue. So keep that in the back of your mind as you move forward, thinking about, you know, what's, what's getting ready to go on in the world of sports as far as, you know, trying to get past this coronavirus thing. Um, I'm a baseball dude, so I'm going to get into the National League a little bit because baseball is talking about coming back. And um, one of the things they're going to utilize when they do come back is a universal designated hitter. So that means the DH will be an American League and a National League. Well, we're going to talk about all of that. Um, the NBA, we're going to get into that too. You know, um, some teams will be opening up their practice facilities for voluntary workouts. We're going to get into that. Um, you know, the NHL, they, you know, they, 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 they're chopping at the bit. They want to get back. I'm not mad at them. You know, Major League Soccer, they want to get back. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's some things that's going down, man. So again, man, we're going to sit here and try to figure it out. And you could, you know, figure it out with us, man. 954-246-0398. And, um, talk about Dak Prescott. You know, meanwhile, the Cowboys still not going to give him his money. You know what I'm saying? Um, talk about Zion Williamson. And the situation that he's found himself uh, into, which happens, man. I mean, we're in that we're in that generation now where you know these kids, man, um, going to dig up some kind of something and some kind of skeleton is going to fall out their closet. But um, I think with, with this one, for me, it's just as simple as you know, um, he linked up with the wrong people. Now he's trying to get some money out of them. So that that's that's just you know what that is, man. Again, um, you know. He, he he left the you know he left the the person that he was dealing with um, agency and um, you know she wanted to you know he he wanted to sue her and she kind of sued him and it's now just turned into a big money day is that 
you know, he took some, you know, improper benefits from Duke and whatever the case may be, man. But we know all that's going down. So at the end of the day, basically to eliminate the yeah. filler, they want to try to see what they can get out of him. They're going to try to push for a settlement. I'm going to tell you that right now. They, they, they going, this is not really about what Zion did or what he did not do. This is about a settlement, trying to get money. You know what I mean? So I'm not here to try to, you know, be on the legal, eagle, you know, stuff like that and nothing like that. It's just what it is. You know, he didn't want to be with that situation no more. Um, you know, she, you know, now she's, you know, or whoever the people are coming up with situations where he took money, you know, from Adidas and, you know, and, and, and Duke and all of this and try to, you know, to sell his name. So now, um, the case, you know, if it goes to, a the oath and you know if he doesn't want to you know lie under oath so before you get to that stage you, you pay him off so you know that you know zion's in, in, in a bit of a in a bit of a in a bit of a mix right now man but you know what happens you know when people and everybody's not doesn't have your best interest at heart you know what i'm saying they don't have your best interest at heart so i think you know um what you should do is just let this play out, you know what I mean, and, and see what happens. And, of course, people are going to use that. When, you know, if they want to you know, use something against you, they're going to use that. You know what I mean? So, again, um, you know, make it do what it do, man. And hopefully that, you know, he'll, he'll come out a smarter person. You know, he's only 19. You know what I mean? So what you expect out of him? You know what I mean? So that's, this is where his people that, you know, care about him are supposed to step up and be like, yo, you know what I mean? It's not supposed to go down like that. So um, we'll see what's up with that. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the foul round pass from the mayor in the building, man, a.k.a. left-handed, a.k.a. lefty nice, a.k.a. Chris Yo, a.k.a. Kip Stash, all that. Um, 954-246-0398 is the math. I want to get into uh, the uh, episodes uh, 7 and 8 of um, – the Last Dance, the documentary of Michael Jordan. I think that um, these episodes, the last two from this past uh, Sunday night, man, were, you know, really, you know, poignant. You know what I mean? They showed, you know, another side of Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, people um, who uh, recognize him as some kind of a bully, you know, they got it, they got it all twisted. They got it wrong. You know what I mean? And, and all the people out there saying, oh, he was bullying. No, he wasn't. He wasn't bullying him. He wasn't bullying him. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why he wasn't bullying him, because if they had it in themselves, that they wanted to win like that, and they, you know, they wanted it as bad as he would have wanted it, they would have took that and ate it. You know what I mean? They took it and felt bad about it and held on to it for years. And, oh, Michael Jordan was a bully. Now nah, you got rings out the deal, didn't you? You got rings out the deal, didn't you? You know what I'm saying? So, again, at the end of the day, I don't think that he was trying to dog you out, you know what I mean, to just to be dogging you because you was on some, he was, thought you was a, a soft touch or something. I don't think that's not, that's it at all. I just think he was trying to get inside you to say, like, yo, challenge yourself because he's going to definitely challenge you. And he wants you to challenge him. You know what I mean? So, for me, I, I didn't really take that as him being a bully. I just took him at it, knowing what he wanted, knowing what he was doing, you know what I mean, and ready to get it popping. And if you was either going to rock with him or you wasn't, you know what I mean? So again, at the end of the day, um, that's, you know, that's, that's all it is to that, you know, and, and I didn't take that, you know, him, him being, you know, some, some kind of uh 
dictator or nothing at all. See, he, like, like my man said, he talked just to everybody. From ownership to management to everybody. So it wasn't like he was picking on you. You know what I mean? To, uh, that you wasn't standing up for yourself. That's all. It. So, again, at the end of the day, man, a lot of people take, you know, they don't like to be told what to do. Or they like to be, you know, talked to in a, in a, in a, in a, in a some kind of subtle, quiet way. And they don't, they don't respond to that. They don't respond to it. You got to put some bass in your voice. You know, and I think that for all the people that, you know, even the, the heads that was playing with him. Oh, I felt like he was being a bully. <laughs> Knock it off, man. Knock it off. For real. You're a grown-ass man, dog. Knock it off. For real. You got rings out the deal. Made you famous. You know what I mean? He want to talk about how you was be, how you were being bullied. You wasn't being bullied. You was trying to get step your game up. That's all. That's it. Just wanted to step your game up. And if you wasn't with that, you would deserve to be there. That's it's simple math. You know what I mean? It's simple. I don't understand how the, you know how did the how did the world get so soft? Like when you can't tell that you you know you can't give anybody constructive criticism no more. You know what I mean? Everything is is a, is a battle. Everything is a, is a back and forth. Nothing well, you know. Is here's what I think that you you can improve at. You know what I mean? Everybody's you know everybody's a sissy soft sucker, straight like that. And I'm gonna repeat that. Send your letters to me. Don't worry about asking me on network. They got my back. Everybody's a sissy soft sucker, man. All right, get your backbone, man. You know what I mean? You winning all them titles, and then 25, 30 years later, you talking about, oh, he bullied me. He ain't bullying you. He ain't worried about nothing what you're talking about. Nothing. And if it was more players like you, maybe it'd be more championships spread around. And I would say that. I was saying that back in, the, in them days when Jordan and was getting them titles. I'm like, they're not worried about what you what, what you about. Patrick Ewing, Gary Payton. They're not worried about that. Because when they come time championship time, all you dudes, all you dudes don't show up. Carl Malone. All you dudes don't show up. Michael Jordan ain't worried about none of that. None of that. All y'all crying about what y'all was going to do and what you're going to do and what you might have done and what you would have done. Michael Jordan wasn't worried about none of that. Went out there and handled his business. Straight like that. Reggie Miller. Clyde Drexler. He was killing them. And they had their chances to get them back. But they did. So, oh, well, such is life. I, I, I don't, you know, I ride with Michael Jordan on this one. I'm not a big Jordan. I was never a big Jordan dude like that because he used to always kill the Knicks. You know what I mean? He used to kill the Knicks. You know what I mean? But I'm going to ride with him on this one. Y'all can't, you know, everybody tries to bring him down. So, again, I hope that these youngsters understand and they're getting a clearer picture of the type of player that, that, um, People just tend to forget that he did not take the ball because he wanted to take the ball. He wanted to have all the glory. He did it because he had to do it. He had to do it. You know, it's simple as that. That's what they that that's what they expected out of him. That's what coaches like Phil Jackson expected out of him. And that's a, you know, and that's exactly what he did. Before they call him a bully, 
Were you the capable right, right. player that, that Scotty Pippen or Tony Kukoc were? No, you weren't. Right. right. Absolutely. And when you talk about you talk about Scotty Pippen, please. Please. When you talk about Scotty Pippen, knock it off, man. Like I don't care. Like again, you know, Scotty Pippen was, you know, Robin to Jordan's Batman. I get it. I get that. Scotty Pippen even, you know, tried to do his thing when Jordan wasn't there, but we saw what that was about. And again, one point eight seconds could make or break your legacy. You know what I'm saying, Bob? One point eight seconds could break your legacy. I got you totally so, on that one. So again, man, I, I really I'm not really interested in hearing nothing about Scotty Pippen either. Again, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not interested in hearing about nothing about what Scotty Pippen talking about. Scotty Pippen, you wouldn't you was along for the ride, you know what I mean? You let them play you out as far as the contract was concerned. Okay, that's fine. Then you started whining like a little baby. Then you put your tail between your legs and you went back home. Okay, you went back and, and, and did your thing. And then as soon as they got Tony Kukoc, y'all went and, and y'all played Tony Kukoc. Y'all loved me in the Olympics. You and Jordan and them was going crazy on Tony Kukoc. And he ate that. Jerry Krause already knew what he told you what time of day it was. Jerry Cross already told you he wanted Tony Kukoc. And when they got Tony Kukoc, he was good. Then all of a sudden, y'all playing, playing us in the playoffs, the Knicks, 1.8 seconds up on the clock. You don't want to go in the game. What, what is that? You don't want to go in the game. Why? Because you wasn't getting the ball. And then, add insult to your injury, fam, Tony Kukoc knocks the shot down and win the game. So what are we doing? So for me, that uh, I mean, that erased, you know, Scottie Pippen was just along with the ride with Michael Jordan. I'm not giving Scottie Pippen no props and none of that. Because all that, all, all that good that you've done, that 1.8 seconds right there, for me, it erases all of that. It erases all of that. I don't care. Because you can't call yourself one of the players that ever did it and you sitting out pouting. You can't. You can't do it. I'm sorry. That's just that's that's just me, man. That's just me. You know what I mean? No disrespect to him as a player and what he did, whatever, whatever. But also, he did that shit on the court. So this is not like a, a OJ thing or nothing like that. This is what he did on the court in front of everybody. He refused. He thought he was bigger than the game. Hmm. That's all. And I can't respect Scottie Pippen for that. I would never respect Scottie Pippen for that. Because he could have just sat back and relaxed and chill. And people, he would have been a victim. He would have been the victim. He did all of this. He didn't get his bread. Da 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 da. da this and that and the third. He still was the the ultimate trooper. But no, he had to play himself out. When he was going to be the man, that was in the that that was in in, in the, the centerpiece of the situation, the focal point was Scottie Pippen. So everything was in your lap. Everything was set up for you. But you got mad because you just because your teammate they was gonna give your teammate the ball. So again, I'm not you know I'm, I'm not really and and miss me with the what if he would have hit it and I want to hear that nonsense. Don't call don't don't do not call here with that nonsense. Don't do it. I'm gonna hurt your feelings. Do not do that because you know just like I know, Scotty Pippen had all opportunity to be. The the uh what do you call what do you call the um 
He was going to be the guy that he thought was going to get the ball. You know what I mean? And Kukos got it. He made the shot. They made the shot. They got the thing. And then they still was upset. He was going to, you know, uh, Pippen was going to be the decoy. I'm not mad at that. They couldn't even celebrate right because of Pippen's nonsense. So I'm not interested in, in nothing about Scottie Pippen. Then another thing about, you know, this, this last dance documentary where, you know, Jordan, you know, they say Jordan was, you know, kind of like a, 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 a bully or whatever. Um, I would have liked to see Craig Hodges in that documentary. I would have liked to see, I mean, I would have been very interested to see what Craig Hodges had to say about Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm I'm like, you know, we really kind of got one, you know, side of the story to tell you, you know, for, for lack of a better term. I mean, you heard about the situation, you know, we knew about Jerry Krause. We knew about Reinsdorf. We knew about the situation with his pops. We knew all of that. You know what I'm saying? We knew all of that. I would have been interested to see, you know, how, you know, after the fact, after those many years have passed, Craig Hodges. You know what? You know his his opinion of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's opinion of Craig Hodges. I would like to hear that. Definitely. You know what I mean? So again, man, um, you know you just got to take um, what you get out of these documentaries with a grain of salt, because of course you already know that you know Jordan is going to approve everything. You know what I mean? So it's not really going to be anything that's going to be too uh, detrimental to him or his legacy. So you know I, I get all of that. You know what I mean? But again, I just would have liked to. To, to have heard and, and seen um, what the what his thoughts were about uh, Craig Hodges, man, because I think Craig Hodges was an important part of those uh, of those um, Chicago Bulls teams as well. All right, um, this is after further review, man. Two point oh, aka the foul round pass this Tuesday night. Let the man talk his stuff. Spit that ism at you. Um, yeah, let me get let me get it started right now, man. Baseball season. They talking about trying to get this thing popping. I'm really not really for it. Um, I think that they should just kind of like call it a day, but um, we talked about it on the show last week, myself and Bob James, that, you know, we come up with an alternative plan, you know, to um, the baseball season where it would involve, you know, everybody. It could even involve the fans at this point. You know what I mean? Um, I think they should, you know, we talked about having, um, you know, they can break it down by division, kind of sort of like they do with hockey in the all-star game. They have divisions. They have the, you know, uh, the teams representing the divisions with all-stars. So, I mean, they could do that. You know what I mean? Um, and, and they could yeah, play a series of games, you know, and then like, you know, Bob talked about at the end, they could have, you know, um, a, a, a all-star game with just like the top stars from each league, you know? And do it like that. But just trying to, you know, force a season down people's throats is not going to work. It's not going to work. I mean, again, you know, the owners presented that return to play proposal to the union today. Um, and I think, you know, you know, it's not like they don't want to play, but it's a, it's a bigger issue at hand. You know, um, I think that, um, you know, they want to play as many games as possible. You know, and that means each side is going to have to give up something. But I think, um, you know, they have to kind of think outside the box. And the first thing that they want to think about is having a universal designated hitter. Um, I think at this point, Major League Baseball is going to have to, you know, the schedule is already going to be realigned. 
you know, and it's going to be realigned and, and, and it's going to be altered crazy. So the league is going to have to, you know, have no choice but to uh, uh, put a universal DH in place because the interleague games are going to be so common, you know. Um, and again, um, we don't want the pitchers to have to bat. So that, you know, decreases the risk of their injury. Um, you know, and I think that um, keeping pitchers healthy is one of the big reasons for the universal designated hitter. Again, um, the American League teams would probably, you know, you know, like to prefer having a rotating, you know, designated hitter um, instead of just one set, you know, person to you know, be the DH. Um, Chris Davis was the only player from the Oakland A's to start at least 120 games at DH last year. I, I think uh, Minnesota Twins, Nelson Cruz would have done it too, um, but I think he was—he had an injury. His, his wrist was hurt, so I think he missed a lot of games. Um, you go back a few years, and, you know, you have, like, probably at least, you know, five or six players had at least 120 starts at DH. You know, Prince Fielder, uh, Kenry's Morales, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, A-Rod, you know. Um, you know, and again, I think that, you know, the DH is, is used a little bit now um, differently than it, and it has been back in the days when New Kansas City Royals is going to use Hal McCray, a designated hitter. You know what I mean? So, again, um, you know, nationally, it didn't really come into this season expecting to, you know, have the DH available. Um, but, again, they're going to have to adjust, you know, you know, as we move along. You know, okay, baseball is going to have the – the rosters are going to be expanded when, you know, baseball comes back. Uh, again, you know, baseball wants to protect their pitchers, so there's going to be enough bodies to fill that DH because anybody could be really a DH. You know what I mean? And I think that, um, again, some teams, you know, and especially uh, American League teams, you know, keep older players around, you know, um, in their late 30s, early 40s, you know what I mean? So, they could, you know, if they could still, you know, um, provide some pop with that bat, they could be a DH. But, um, you know, uh, right now, the only notable free agent bat for me available is Phil Queen. So somebody going to probably snatch him up, you know, um, in, in the not-so-distant um, future. Um you know, we're not really going to try to, you know, figure out how, you know, each National League team is going to use a DH. But, um, you know, a lot of teams don't really have, you know, quality candidates for that position. Um, but some teams are so deep, they have multiple designated, you know, candidates. But, um, again, um, we're going to try to break down a few teams and how each team can use the DH spot in 2020. All right, we're going to do that when we come back from a break. This is after further review 2.0. AKA the Sauron Pass. You got the mayor in the building. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. 
Together, we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Whoa. 
So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing and active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Yo, 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 we back in the building, man, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it well. This is what we do after further review. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideride Pass, man. You know what I mean? Coronavirus edition. We're going to Howard tonight, man. My man, Bob James, that's an administrative duties to deal with. So we're going to shut it down at 9. But um, you know how we give it up, man. So it's, it's, it's strong. We're in the building anyway. Shout out to my peoples over there at our War Room Sports. My man, Dev, and all of them, Jimmy, and all of them cats over there. Make sure you check them out. They do what they do. Make sure you check us out, man. Um... I'm at um, New Knockoffs Radio on Friday nights, man. Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you check us out over there. And um, I'm in the building. I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in the building. And um, you want to check me out, get at me. I'm not hard to get along with or hard to reach. Um, before the break, we talked about you know um, trying to check out some National League teams, man, because they're going to uh, more than likely utilize the designated hitter. Um, in 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 baseball, you know, with every team this year, the Universal DH. So I wanted to get a couple of teams, man, um, and talk about them and uh, what I thought as far as their um, situation, as far as you know, designated hitters and what they could do, um, as far as their rosters are concerned. Um, the defending World Series champion Washington Nationals, 
you know, they they have a bunch of people that they can, you know, um, use around that designated hitter position. I mean, they're starting the outfield set already. Adam Eaton, Victor Robles, and Juan Soto. All right, then you got Michael A. Taylor as a you know fourth outfielder. Um, the infield, I mean, you know, Trey Turner and Short. Nobody else is really locked into a full time position. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman and Eric Timms are going to platoon at first. Then they got you know Drubal Cabrera, Stalin Castro, Howie Kendrick, and then they got the rookie Carter Keeble to use at second and third. Have depth. All right. So again, um, you know, you could use, you know, rotate those guys in and out of the spots to still have a quality bat at designated hitter. So again, um, you know, I think Carter Keyboom is going to give, you know, get a chance to either, you know, make it happen or not, you know, because he's got a big, you know, uh, um, choose to fill from Anthony Rendon going to the uh, Los Angeles Angels. So again, man, um, again, Washington doesn't really have a reason to pick a set designated hitter. Just, you know, rotate the infielders and, you know, you can keep people fresh and productive that way. You know what I mean? Um, another team, let's see, National League, yeah, St. Louis Cardinals, right? Um, I think, you know, the Cardinals, you know, another one of those teams, man, they can, you know, kind of like rotate. They got, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, you know, he plays first base. You got Matt Carpenter who plays third base. You can switch him out. You know, you can put Tommy Edmond in at third rather than left field. Um, you could put Tyler O'Neill in left when you know Edmund is at third. Um, Dexter Fowler will probably get some bats, at, you know, at bats at DH um, again, and then maybe you know uh, a couple of days here and there you could you know DH Yadier Molina. You know what I mean? Give him a break. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so I think the Cardinals have have some you know um, some things that they can work out as far as getting DHs into their situation. Um, the Mets. You know, I had to talk about the Mets. All right. Um, the Mets have, you know, a situation where, for me, um, you if you got bats in the lineup, you got DHs. You got a roster, you got DHs. You got depth, you have DHs. All right. Um, the Mets have two very good young first basemen. They got the uh, remember rookie of the year from last year, Pete Alonzo, right, and Dominic Smith. Remember he was you know a former first rounder. Um, that DH spot allowed both of them to be in the lineup at the same time. All right. Remember, Smith, you know, played some outfield just to get into the line. But the Mets, you know, they're loaded with corner outfielders. Uh, Conforto, um, hold up, um, J.D. Davis, Brandon Nimmo. So, again, you know, DH is a, is a solution to get both of those guys in the lineup. And, um, you know, as long as, you know, you know, along with getting them to the lineup, you know, nobody's really forced to play out of position. Right. Um all that's going to be all good until you know, when Cespedes gets back. So when Cespedes gets back, you know, having, you know, reworked his contract and the Mets don't own really that much money or as much money, um, he's going to, you know, get some at-bats. You know, they're still giving him a, a bunch of bread. You know what I mean? So, again, he's 34 years old, um, you know, dealing coming off of ankle and heel injuries. You know, um, again, um, it's going to be hard to see you want to assess for this, you know, um, in the outfield, you know, on a, reg- you know, on a regular basis at this point. Um, again, man, so the Mets, I think, you know, with, you know, Peter Alonzo and, and, and Dominic Smith and, you know, assess for this, if he's healthy, you know, they'll, they'll have um, situations as far as designated hitters is concerned. Um, the Dodgers, okay, um, I think 
the Dodgers more than any other National League team are equipped to use a you know a rotating designated hitter is basically what they're going to do anyway. Um, whoever needs a break, you know what I mean, for playing in the outfield or whatever, they'll let them DH. Um, the Dodgers have more than, you know, good players than lineup spots. You know what I mean? They got Cody Bellinger. Remember, he was supposed to get traded. Lukey Betts, he got, came in from the Boston Red Sox as a free agent. All right? Um, they still, you know, have a, a, a group that includes uh, Enrique Hernandez, uh, uh, A.J. Pollock, Chris Taylor. Um, you know, uh, again, so again, I think that, you know, whatever the Dodgers do, man, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a situation, man, where they got people. If you got people, you can, you know, put anybody in there. You can put anybody in that spot. You know what I mean? So they'll get more mileage out of that extra lineup spot than any other team in in the National League. Um, hmm, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, the Chicago Cubs. I mean, wow. You know, you know the Schwabers of the world, the Chris Bryants, you know what I mean, the Rizzos, the Jason Haywards, Alvin Amaris, you know what I mean? Um, again, you you know, you got all types of situations that you could use as, you know, um, using a designated hitter um, in, a, in a rotation in that spot. I don't see why you would even have to think about using one or two guys as a designated hitter because that way you could keep, you know, keep people fresh. Um, the Atlanta Braves, they have um, five outfielders for three outfield spots, okay, um, and take two of them away already. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Marcelo Ozuna are going to play every game, all right? But Ender Enciarte is the team's best defensive center fielder. So, again, you know, and that puts Adam Duvall and Nick Marquez on the bench. So, uh, again, you know, if you could platoon them at designated hitter, that would be easy enough. Because Marquez does his thing against right-handed hitters, and Adam Duvall's always gave you know left-handed pitchers the business. So again, um, you know Atlanta could you know rotate the outfielders, and they'd have you know somebody live in that D eight spot, man. So again, um, you know, and and, and the, the the easiest thing about that is that um, you know Acuna and um, Azuna can get you know some rest for a day, um, and still have their bat and you know their bats in the lineup. So, again, man, those are a few teams that we wanted to talk about, man, um, as far as, you know, teams that are utilizing the designated hitter. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, their situation might be the most straightforward. You know, Ryan Braun at DH, Justin Smoke at first, or you could switch that around, put Braun at first, Justin Smoke at DH, you know what I mean? Or you could put Braun at left, you know what I mean? Put Christian Yelich at DH or some days. You know, so again, um, they have a situation that's, you know, that's set for, you know, uh, a designated hitter uh, scenario. Um, they got Brock Jerko in the lineup. They can, you know, get some at-bats at designated hitter on occasion. You know what I mean? So again, um, Milwaukee's situation to be, should be smooth. Um, Colorado, the Rockies. I mean, for them, I think their easiest move would be putting Daniel Murphy at designated hitter. He really does nothing, you know, on the defensive side, even at first base. And it would keep him healthy. You know what I mean? Um, then I think Colorado could slide that kid Ryan McMahon from second base over to first. And then they could put Brendan Rodgers, who's their top prospect, at second base. So, again, I think, um, you know, you could put Ian Desmond at first base. You could use David Dahl. 
You know what I mean? Um, then you can free up some outfield time. So, again, man, you know, Colorado has some things. Again, if you have a roster and you have depth, you know, you should have no problem sliding somebody in to, you know, you know, be a designated hitter uh, for a day or whatever. You know what I mean? But that's that, man. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, I got a few more minutes, man, before we get up out of here, man. I'm going to do the three-minute rant and then I'm going to slide. Um, I appreciate people for checking in, man. Tuesday night, we're doing what we do. The coronavirus editions, we are definitely in the building. My man, Bob, I appreciate you, big homie. Um, three-minute rant. The three-minute rant starts right now. All right, what I want to talk about with the three-minute rant is Dak Prescott and his situation with the Cowboys. Um, I think that, you know, the Cowboys are betting against themselves. They know it. We know it. Dak knows it. And, again, you know, really didn't get into um, this kind of, you know, contentious situation with, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott or um, yeah. the defensive guys you, you you paid. And I think the quarterback is, is, is the most, you know, important, you know, part of your of your of your franchise. Uh, the face of the team. Uh he touches the ball every offensive play. Um so he needs to be taken care of. But if they don't want to do that, they figure there are other options. And please do not tell me about Andy Dalton. Do not tell me. About, I don't want to hear nothing about Andy. Andy Dalton is garbage. Yes, that's right. I said it. I don't care how many yards he threw. How many times he went to the press. I don't care about none of that. Andy Dalton is garbage. So you replace Dak Prescott with Andy Dalton, and you see what happened. You tell me what's going to happen. You replace Dak Prescott with Andy Dalton. And tell me what's going to happen. And don't lie to yourself, because you can't lie to me. You're you can't say Andy Dalton's on a good team either. Huh? <laughs> you can't say, well, Andy Dalton will do... You can't say, well, Andy Dalton's on a good team now. Will not make a difference. It's not. It's not. Andy Dalton's still going to do what Andy Dalton does. You know what I mean? I mean, you had, you, you had running back in Cincinnati. You had a wide receiver in Cincinnati. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, say that, you know, um, your team, your team's is, you know, uh, garbage bad. You're just getting win. Marvin Lewis wasn't doing it. Marvin Lewis wasn't doing it. Even when you did start going to the playoffs on a regular basis. When y'all was, you know, decent. I'm not going to say good. When Cincinnati was decent. They couldn't even win a home playoff game. Okay, they had two in a row on the road against Houston. Then they played the Chargers at home and still lost. The Chargers had to come all the way to the East Coast. They had to come all the way east and still and still lost. Still lost. So don't tell me nothing about Andy Dalton. I don't want to hear nothing about Andy Dalton, yo. So, again, that's basically that, man. Give Dak Prescott his money. Or, you know, let him, let him do what he does. You know what I mean? But the Cowboys are betting against themselves. They keep, you know, keep dragging this thing on, dragging this thing on. And Dak has to keep proving himself, man. You know? So, again, I think, you know, at the end of the day, man, if you, if you, you know, want to hold on to him, do that. If not, then let that man go. And let Andy Dalton be your quarterback. That's the three-minute rant. 
This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass. We are in the building every Tuesday night, man. Quarantine edition. We're about to get up out of here, man. Respect to everybody that checks out the show. Everybody stay safe, man. Stay um, social distancing and all that good stuff, man. All the states is opening and all that. Y'all do what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? Do what y'all do. You know what I mean? But, um, again, uh, I'll holler at y'all next week, man. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. This is the mayor. I'm out. I'll talk to y'all on Twitter. Peace. One, two, one, two, three.